Welcome to the Reroll Gaming Podcast, where I, Tanner Prentice, guide five of my closest friends through an original adventure playing the tabletop role-playing game Pathfinder 2nd Edition. In the world of Rell, five strangers brought together a resistance under the shadow of the Blackreach Empire. Until everything changed. A villain and former lover named Hogoth fractured the planes of existence, ushering in an endless night and an era of undeath. All in the name of an undying dragon, Zarox. Now, the fate of Rel is left to these five adventurers. My name is Ayla, and I play Bo Cantrell, a fallen Asimar and cleric, with Cosmios, the god of fate, as my deity. Hi, my name is Zane, and I play Cinder Lafayette, the halfling investigator with a dicey past. My name is Octavia and I play Starlet Moonbow. Star, as she's better known by her companions, is on a mission to save her true love, Faya, from the Maiden of Spiders. Hi, my name is Latara, and I play Kiarin Nimone the Sadistic, the Dolel champion of Emin, who yearns for that redemption that is so far out of her reach. I'm Brendan Geyer. And I am Frost your new favorite kobold barbarian. Honor-bound to protect and serve Grat's party. And oath-bound to finish its mission. These five heroes are the last best hope to save Rel. But can they overcome this darkness that spreads under the shattered sky? Find out now on the Reroll Gaming Podcast. Let me burp really quick. Hold on. Yep. Got a, got a burp sink. All right. One, two. Uh. You're welcome. I'm going to sip hope my coffee. You listeners enjoyed this gift for our 100th episode. <laughs> We're doing this for you. This is why we do it to spread awareness that Octavia can burp and has gastrointestinal issues. Yes. It's like a mental illness, yeah. but it's, it's not mental. It's, it's a mental uh, illness for your tummy. Yeah, for your tummy. <laughs> we did episode it, guys. 100. Episode 100. Triple digits. Wow. We have released Woo! 100 of these fucking things. If this is your first time listening, don't worry. Get your ass to we work. Still, all, we still have figured out done. how to get so why, here. Yeah. Are, why are you starting at 100? Like, yeah, yeah, this what's, is, what's wrong the with thought you? process there, Bethany? <laughs> this isn't like a comedy podcast we're not funny. you know how many fucking times i've cried during this stupid fucking podcast <laughs> you're right you you would know if you listened from the beginning there's a playlist i edited it down into like a 30 minute <laughs> he listens to it it's a morning. lot yeah yeah it really it helps me fall asleep i'll spring motivation <laughs> how many times have you cried on this show i think it's got to be more than five right i was gonna say probably at- Maybe more than five, but at least somewhere around five. Yeah, I think I think we're in the neighborhood of five. There's we're been a couple, too yeah. spicy where every time Octavia cries, now I'm starting to cry. And now it's <laughs> and just going to be this like, domino reaction. effect. Yeah. Like, we're just be crying. I, I mean, I think in terms of putting emotion into like your voice acting performance, I think, yeah, I think Octavia kind of like is a little bit above the rest of us. Bro, <laughs> She's just closer I'm to crying at all so times. So mentally ill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, Groth's character death really, really fucking hit me just because it, it has a lot of other implications. But um, yeah, it just that one was really tough. I think that's the worst one for sure. Speaking of that, 
if you haven't, if this is your first episode and we're not talking about Groth dying, ignore that. Go back. Yeah, yeah but he's. One. I mean, don't yeah, worry about kidding. it. You'll have almost a hundred episodes with him. Yeah, <laughs> which is a gift of itself, really. And then he went off to live on a farm. Yeah. Oh my god. Well, all sort of, <laughs> kind of. We had to take him out back. Um. <laughs> well, speaking of Brendan's characters. Where we last left off, a strange kobold being drugged by a goat that you know has, well, maybe not introduced himself, but has asked a very strong question. Want to remind us what that was there, Brennan? Where's the bathroom? <laughs> Whose goat is this? <laughs> I Sir? have a parking ticket. <laughs> Oh, he yelled, sir, because the dog. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. that's so no, no, funny no. to be like, uh, sir, hello. Excuse me, sir. <laughs> Excuse me. It's, I think Brennan's it's dog's name is sir. Even funnier because like he like he'll just yell, sir, but I'll be like, Cerberus, get over Cerberus. here. And like I use his full name. So he's oh, really in Cerberus. trouble. OK, yeah. that makes more sense. It's the first time I've heard. Yeah, that. I didn't yeah. know that. That's yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just thought it was sir. It's like, OK, um. I have a technical question really quick. Are kobolds cold blooded or is this like uh, like an ice kobold? Uh, I think that I would be because I have uh, white dragon ancestry. Hmm. Well, let's not bring race into it there. (laughs) The superior white dragon (laughs) power. Stop it. No, genuinely, I was I was curious about that. Like. Uh, just, uh, Let's cut that. Yeah, please nah. take that out. Boost the audio. Isolate it. Like a social Base media boost profiles. it. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, like kobold, like kobolds are reptilian. Are they cold blooded? Is it like a different type of kobold? Kobolds are uh, draconic, so they will take different traits based off their heritage and ancestry. Um, you do have resistance cold three there. Brennan's new character who remains alive. Yeah, I don't know if that <laughs> is from being cold-blooded or if that's yes, from... Yes, that is from being cold-blooded. Yeah, okay. I believe it's half your right level on. rounded down. Yeah, it is. Also, okay. it's Did double... I ask a specific question? Yeah, sorry, go ahead. Also, it's double uh, against dragon attacks. That's fucking Ooh. cool. Yeah, that's a lot of resistance per hit. I appreciate that I asked a specific question and I got a very specific answer. Yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah. Pathfinder 2E, baby. May I ask, where is the giant? Uh, here, and we'll glance towards Star. The. Uh. <laughs> Wait, hold on. What's um? What's our Yo, other it's... giant guy's name right now? Shaq. 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 <laughs> Yeah. Shaq name Cole? <laughs> she will seeing that Star's uncomfortable, I think Karen will turn back to the cobalt and be like, That's a long, sad story, my friend, and we need to keep moving. You wanna yeah, join you wanna us? Make Octavia cry again. Piece <laughs> of shit. <laughs> Star and Octavia. Yeah. All of us. All of the different personalities I have swirling around in my brain. It's compelling. I'm I'm not saying I'm not knocking it at all. I understand. If you can point me toward him, I'm sure he and I will rejoin you soon. 
We do not know where he is. But Star. we can tell you what we do know. He died. <laughs> Star will pull the mask from where she had it in her bag. She'll say, I'm sorry, but he's no longer on this plane of existence. I don't know if he's dead, but he's not here. Well, if he's not here, then... I have failed. Again. Well. I understand, though. We can move. Anyway, catch you later. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> hey, the back there is not so good. I wouldn't go that way. You are still the group I was looking for. And I am here at your service. My name is Frost. I think Star sniffles a little bit. Groth would have wanted another pet. <laughs> the way I see it, the more allies, the better. And um, Edwin hops on the back of Brunhilde. It's like, but we have to keep moving. I think on this note, too, Star, you probably realize that his shield is still in the bag of holding. Oh, shit, my helmet's here. Uh, I think it was the shield not on <laughs> Brunhilde. I thought it was. No, it uh, Bo took it, so it is in the bag yeah. of holding. Oh, okay. Which I thought uh, Tar had. Yeah, I Fisher have it. Um, oh, okay. Yaren's going to kind of lift an eyebrow at Edwin and be like, do you think that uh, maybe the weakest should ride? He's pretty fucking weak right now, isn't he? First of yeah, all, he's a, he's a warrior. You. He's a warrior. He can handle himself. I know, himself. but he's, he's been tortured for like a week. <laughs> Brunhilde is not a beast of burden. She is a weapon. And if we get into danger... You'll be glad I'm on the mount on the blah blah blah. blah. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, you, you go ahead and take the goat there. <laughs> if we get into trouble, you'll be happy I'm on the back of this majestic creature. Indeed, she is quite strong. <laughs> Hurt booty. <laughs> Seems speed is of the essence to me, but I will trust your judgment. Okay. Now, um, sorry? Well, Cinder actually will chime up and say, uh, maybe he should ride ahead to Bronze Hammer. Let them know to expect us. They might even be able to meet us halfway. You have made certain promises. Do your promises extend to all of us? And she'll kind of glance at herself in the cobalt and shack. We're all a part of this now. I don't know if we're friends, but I intend to protect my allies. He takes his helmet off again and puts it down, and he says, Make no mistake. You have my word as a dwarf and a soldier. I will speak on your behalf. The king will not just throw you out in the cold. Brunsholt will save you all. And he even looks at the shack, and it says, all of you. That was kind of rude, but okay. <laughs> even uh, that one. <laughs> even the big gross one. Yarn will reach in the bag of holding and pull his shield out and hand it to him. How long have you had this? <laughs> <laughs> 
long enough. <laughs> Straps it on, and you now I just, see... I forget what's in here. <laughs> <laughs> I can never find anything in there. <laughs> you now see this legionnaire in his full getup, and while he is weak, emaciated, and struggling to recover from this trauma he has been through, he... You can tell having his equipment on reminds him of who he is. And he well, is I do looking... think Bullet had the helm, right? So is that on Brunhilda? Yes, that, that was on Brunhilda. She was wearing it. However, you are exposed to the cold. And before we were interrupted by a goat carrying a kobold, you were trying to protect these people from it. Bo, I believe you had said you were going to make a survival check to try and pass out flames and distribute heat that way. What are the rest of you doing? Probably a similar thing. Okay. I was trying to make things for their feet. That's right. As we walked. Were you doing a survival or a crafting roll? I was going for survival, trying to look for things like plants and stuff that we could, or nature, plants. Okay. They're the same for me, so. I assume they're like prisoner tunics. They're probably like sleeveless and stuff, right? Right. Yeah, I think I will. uh, Sorry, Frast will be looking around, trying to pick up any, like, leafage that is obviously adapted to still exist in the wintertime and uh, just slowly put together, like, sleeves one by one that people can put on Okay. as we go. What are you thinking of rolling for that? Crafting. Crafting. Excellent. Your name is, like, Frost? Like, that's how you would spell it? F-R-A-A-S-T. Okay. Frost. Frost. Named for being an albino piece of shit. And also... It's a little rude. Yeah. I am Frost in here. He doesn't think he's an albino piece of shit. He just has albinism. You say Frost or Frost? Uh, It's kind of pronounced somewhere in between the two. Frost. It's like an an umlauted A. Yeah. Frost. Frost. But not Frost. But Frost. Frost. But... I'm going to call you Dale for short, just to keep it... I call you Fist. It's okay. He's used to everybody calling him Frost. That's fair. Dale will suffice. (laughs) And then, Star, what are you doing in this scenario to help keep these prisoners from the elements? I don't suppose there would be anything like this, but I mean, I'm going to throw it out there anyway, just in case. Um, So I have Lore Fae. Since the sky is all shattered and shit's all in the wrong places... Um, if there's any, like, mushrooms or, like, any any kind of just stuff growing around nature things, uh, foliage of any kind that she might know something about, it's like, oh, this will help you stay a little bit warmer or whatever it is, like, if you eat it, um, but, I mean, either that or I'll probably just do a survival to try and help find things for everyone else since they're all building stuff for the uh, people. Go. Where's the closest hot tub? <laughs> yeah. Go ahead and give me a fade check and uh, we'll circle back around to you. But Bo, what did you get for your survival? 27. 27. Great. Cinder, what about you? Um, I think I'm going to switch gears. I think I actually want to do a performance. I think Cinder kind of trying to keep everybody in time and like keep moving. I think she's going to like bust out some some dwarvish like song you know that she's picked up okay 
and just kind of start humming it under a breath and hopefully if people fall in kind of start picking it up a little bit great nat 20 <laughs> excellent <laughs> wow and we'll circle back around to this um sure kieran <clears throat> with my training i got 26 26 frost frost <laughs> uh for his first roll ever oh boy he pulled a 14 Okay, well, that's, not, that's not as bad sure as I thought good. it was going to be. I'd get really upset if it was <laughs> natural. So it's, it's, you die it's, it's instantly. Lance's face first on a stick sticking out of the ground and just is dead. Right. <laughs> I found something. <laughs> is Frost going to suffer from the, uh, from the classic uh, Brendan perception curse? You found us meat. Not very much, though, you piece of shit. I wish you were bigger. <laughs> when did this bird die? <laughs> <laughs> All right, right. Star, what'd you get? Uh, I also got a nat 20. Okay. Nice. Oh, this is fun. Okay. (laughs) So, Bo, you're able to throw together a couple of twigs and really once you put some cloth on the end, maybe even... (laughs) kind of fucked up. Why would I waste cloth like that? Whatever. Well, fire is probably more useful than this thin, raggedy cloth at this point, but you put some uh, cloth and oil on the end of one of the sticks and light it, and you're able to use this first initial fire to light several of these torches and just pass them around the perimeter of this moving group. And as you're doing so, Cinder, you are humming this old tune. In fact, this might work out. He's like a dwarven battle march. Like kind of him or something. Yes, this is actually a very well-known dwarven tune. This is, uh, I have this actually written down, believe it or not. Who mm. let the dogs out? Who let the goats out? This is an ode to Old Town, an old marching home song from dwarven militaries. Old Town is this small town that is on the outside of uh, Bronze Hammer that is usually the first place that anyone returning home ends up at. It is famous for its barmaid smiles and embers that warm the bones and, of course, a dwarven ale. And as you are humming this song, it picks up rapidly. And you notice not all of these people are dwarves. Many of them are, but even the humans, the halflings, and there's a gnome in the mix as well, pick it up as well. And this humming while not having any physical effects, is lifting the spirits, and that goes a long, long way. Morale is super important right now. Cinder's gonna tell everybody to shut up. She wants to sing. Shut the fuck Shh. up! Shut the hell up! I did not invite you! She just keeps trying to, like, escalate, like, to get louder and louder. <laughs> Tries to harmonize, but it doesn't really work. Okay. That's cool. That's very specific. The, uh, the it's insane it's awesome. that that worked out that way. <laughs> Karen, you got a 27? 26. 26. Okay. And you were, sorry, you were, Brennan was doing the sleeves. You were trying to make snowshoes and equipment? Yeah, focusing more on feet stuff. Okay. Nice. (laughs) Karen, with your 26, you were able to throw together these hastily crafted snowshoes and you actually have the forced thought to give 
a pair to the people in front, and they are sifting on top of the snow and providing a more smooth surface for everybody behind them to follow, reducing some of the wear and tear of trudging through the snow and stepping on chunks of ice and rocks and things of the sort. Sorry, I just thought about it too. I imagine imagine Shaq is like really trying to keep up with this Dwarven uh, marching song, but he's just like all over the he's place. He's just so out of tune. <laughs> Confidently though. Um, yeah, Shaq unfortunately has not a lot to offer here where his brute strength was able to get you guys through the gate. Not a lot he can do as a frozen troll to keep people warm. In fact, it'd be kind of counterproductive, but um, Frast, meanwhile, trying to gather some of these leaves and mesh them together in any form of protection is unfortunately just not going to work. By the time all the torches are lit and this group is marching steadily to the beat of the song, you've made maybe a pair. But Star... Give him to like a... I was going to say, I'll I'll give him to the person that looks like they're already going to have the easiest time getting through. You give it to um, Shaq, and he's like, (laughs) think, and eats it. Fashionable. (laughs) I like that. Star, I think this manifests very interesting for you. The Kravnox have not been your friend. You have suffered from the cold struggled to hunt. This terrain is brutal. And as you're wandering through, you're trying to tap on whatever knowledge you have of the fae, of nature, of your adventures. But you linger on thoughts of the fae. And you think of your home, and it's almost as if you can smell the fresh blooming pink flowers, feel the warm trickling water, and you feel yourself drawn to the base of this tree that is mostly covered with snow, but inside it you can see to the trunk of it. And as you reach down, you feel the sparking of magic from off your paws, and a flash as this maybe two-foot hole opens up, tears through this tree base. And first you see almost a vast sea of stars before it immediately flashes to its mirror in the Feywild. And up you pluck a red little flower And you know, given just a little bit of time, you'll be able to make this paste that everybody, or at least as many people as you can pass out to, can chew on for warmth. Wow. Star will kind of, um, like, take this gift and quietly to herself, just thank you. And she'll get to work making this paste, kind of smushing it with a rock into her hand or just anything that she can find to make like a little bowl out of. 
And yeah, with that critical success, you pass it out in... You guys have done very well for this first part of the journey. In fact, nobody is going to die for this first part. Wow. Would Kiaren either have seen that or with her training in nature or elven lore recognize the plant? Uh, are you an expert in either? Just training. Just training. Um, give me a... Give me a nature check. Uh, 15. All you know is it's mysterious, and I think you can draw your own conclusions from... 19. That's a bit better. You recognize at least that whatever plant this is, is not from the material realm. And you maybe even sense or assume that somehow primal magic was involved. Uh, Star passes by with it and is handing it out. Kiaren will kind of grab her arm and just say, Faya? Star kind of looks at you, taken aback a little bit. Uh, I mean, perhaps, but it was from our homeland. I was shown the way and given this gift. I think it's a sign. She's waited long enough, Star. There's an entrance in Bronze Hammer. Yes, that's... That's what I thought. And I agree. I need to see her. I need to save her. It's where I'll go next. I hope that most of, if not all of you, will join me, but that decision is up to you. I made a promise, and I intend to keep it. Thank you. Meanwhile, Fort Grave Rock is far in the distance. A monument that was shrinking as you traveled has now completely disappeared. You're pushing through the elements, through the extreme cold, and your march towards Bronze Hammer continues. But as you get closer, another element of the mountain fights you. The wind and the snow are blinding. Where they were once dwindling, maybe in one last dramatic effort, this mountain is thrown a storm to fight you. Everybody give me either a perception or a survival check. Fuck, I almost took the predict weather feet. Oh, that would have been good. That would have been clutch today, and then never again. Okay. Perception and survival, what'd you guys get? So were you saying that we're just trying to push against the wind as we're walking? The wind and the snow, yes. You said roll perception or survival? Yes. Who do you want first? Could I try to do more of like a lift something up that might give cover and go in front of the group and do athletics? I'm going to say no, and this is going to make sense afterwards. Okay, just checking. You could flavor do that. Sure. Who do you want first? Uh, Kiaren. 19. Okay. Star. Natural 20. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cinder. 
30 on perception. That is also a critical success. Hell yeah. Uh, Frast. Uh, 27. Bo. 31. That is also a critical. Two. Oh my <laughs> god. Woo! You guys are crushing this, by the way. We'll pay for it. Oh, yeah. We always do. We always do, yeah. You all are incredibly in tuned with the mountain right now. And I think a lot of this is morale based. I think you have kept everybody alive, you have kept them moving, and you got out of grave rot. You are confident, and things are going your way. And you all notice as you're pushing through faint, quick shadows moving across in the snowfall, barely visible to the naked eye. And I think Star, again, with your natural 20, and Cinder, you as well, I think you both realize exactly what this is. A pair of snow cats are stalking your group. But since you all succeeded so well, I will tell you, you can thwart these creatures easily with fire. So now tell me We're, yeah, how you want to face this threat. Where are they specific in relation to the group? They are stalking you guys. So you would see them on your flanks or or in the back of the party, looking for weakness, looking for stragglers, easy prey. Well, I think um, how this makes sense to me is that since there's two and it's me and Star, we'd both handle one and the other one would handle the other. So um, Cinder, seeing maybe one like near closer to the back of the group, she's going to turn to the group and just say, Torches to me! and like point it out and try to like kind of create a sort of wall of moving people that are holding torches to try to fend this thing off. Following your lead too is, and the sound of your voice and your commands, is Edwin on the back of his... Oh, I thought he rode ahead. I thought he was riding with you guys. Did he, Did you want to send him ahead? No, yeah, I think... I thought he said that like Bronze Hammer, like it'll be fine. They'll let us all in. Yeah, yeah. He's like, ah, that's, it'll... that's cool. Okay. I know somebody. Cool. I know a guy. So yeah, Edwin, and he tears from, you know, all around, and I think he's sort of acting as sort of a patrol around this group, and he rushes with his goat, leading sort of the charge with his own torch. Star, what do you do about the one on your flank? I think Star, uh, as well, will say, like, hold your torches out in this direction. We can fend it off but we have to use the fire. Do not panic, do not run. I just realized I have a lantern and some oil in my uh, inventory too, so she'll probably pull that out. Great. Kinda. And with your guys' combined effort, you thwart these snowcats without any deaths. That could have been bad. The fractures... Uh. <laughs> Star's nervous. <laughs> the fractured sky <laughs> hangs overhead, visible through the breaking clouds. One last gift from the mountain as the snow completely fades away, carrying the predators behind with it. In the shadow of a massive peak ahead of you, a small town lies at the foot of a massive bronze door, ancient and powerful. Bronze Hammer awaits. 
Is there anything you want to do before you approach this town? Cinder would move up to the front of the group with Edwin, probably. Okay. Yeah, can I actually, uh, can I make a society check to try to predict where Bronze Hammer might lie on, like, in terms of our, uh, anti-imperial resistance thing that we have going on? Yeah, yeah, make a society check. Basically, whether or not that's a smart thing to tell people who are not privileged. Uh, Kiern will probably pull her hood up and then position herself protectively near Shaq. That's uh, only 16. With a 16, I, sorry? I was just going to say, I think Star will actually move closer to Kiern and Shaq as well. Come close, Shaq protect you. <laughs> Star's like, let, let me do the talking here, bud. No. Oh, my bad. <laughs> You're right. Um, with a 16, you don't know much about Bronze Hammer and their diplomatic policies, mainly because there's not much for outsiders to know. You know one thing. They are strictly very, very isolationalist. It is rare that a non-dwarf, except for a handful of refugees from the Tevalon massacre a few hundred years ago, or a hundred years ago about, and yeah, that's pretty much it. So probably probably most people don't even have a position on the Empire's grasp on the outside world. That's a surface problem. Makes sense. Oh yeah, uh Frost would have explained to all of you on the way here, by the way, that uh he had been looking for Groth, been looking for Black Pillar and found it right after it was destroyed. Uh and so he set out to find its founder hearing that he may have survived the attack from some of the survivors around there. Trace Groth all the way back to Brambleton, where... Yeah, why don't we... We're going to have Sorry. some role-play time here real quick. Don't yeah. worry about it. That, I was thinking fair. more that like we're really focused on just trying to get these refugees, and we would yeah. ask you these questions once we yeah. had a chance to... That's all fair. of this is a, approximately, you know, six to eight hours of travel. So this has happened pretty fast. Um all things considered. That's what I was saying. Like, yeah, somebody probably would ask me something on the way here. They'll, uh, yeah, we'll get you drunk and ask you stuff in the bar. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. I think that we're all a little focused on just getting through this. Yeah. Survival. Like, if you started to talk, Kiarn would be like, let's save it for a drink. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> well, he would, he would at least tell I'm you. I'm spoken that, for. Um, <laughs> she pulls he out her tell you that picture he's, he's... that Crunch gave her. <laughs> uh, found and joined uh, the resistance. Yeah. Okay. So you guys know oh, he like is... our resistance. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's how we need to look for you guys. Interesting. Yeah, because I don't even think we really understand how maybe far that could have spread in the time that we've been gone, either. Cinder, come quickly. We're almost there. He, uh, Lieutenant Iron Hands, rides up as you approach him and offers you a spot on the back of his goot. Yes, I will board the, the goot. gooch. Board the gooch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Lieutenant Iron Hams. He rushes forward um, 
pulling. What do you do with reins? Smack them, pull them. Yeah, you spank them. You spank Brunilda. Uh, to, yeah, to go, you you like flap them against the back of the neck of you the flap animal that you're riding. That's the word. Yeah, you're not trying to smack them. You're no, trying to like no, no. make a wave yeah. with the with the reins. Yeah. So Lieutenant Shake Iron Hands flaps forward <laughs> with renewed vigor towards a seemingly abandoned town, and as you guys are getting closer, these. Buildings are in much better condition than the ones at Fort Grave Rock, but the windows are boarded up. The snow is piled on top of them. There is really no sign of life you can see currently. Iron Hands charges forward with Cinder on the back. He says, Rangers! He shouts, and the birds scatter from the rooftops. We need help! Please! Stone Brothers! The town answers with its silence. Cinder, give me a perception check. Mm. 32. Perfect. You have reached the precipice of this town. You are now entering on the back of Brunhilde. And you're noticing in all these boarded up windows tips of crossbow bolts aimed towards you. Would this be a normal thing, or is this something that Cinder knows she should be concerned about? You get a sense that this is likely a spot of ambush for anyone trying to unwantingly approach the city of Bronzehammer. Um... Yeah, I think Cinder's just going to play it cool, kind of keep her hands, you know, where they can be seen and maybe lean forward and whisper to uh, Edwin, who says, a little more on edge than they usually are, you stone brothers. Well, <laughs> the sky broke, don't you remember? And at this point, a lone dwarf paces out in the snow from deep within the town, shouting back, Edwin! Edwin, is that you? This older dwarf strides up, his short legs trying to rush through the snow, but unable to move more than half of his speed. Edwin dismounts the goat and rushes forward to meet this man, and they hug in a tight embrace. This older dwarf steps forward. He says, stand down, stand down. And these crossbow bolts retreat back into their arrow slits. Edwin, I didn't think I'd see you alive. Cinder, Cinder. And you recognize this dwarf. This is a very famous outrider, First Ranger Benrick. Iron hands, and perhaps at this moment you notice must be related. Yeah, like Cinder will sweep her leg over and slide off the side of Brunhilde and land and approach him, maybe kind of like reaching out for a handshake and just smile and says, uh, What was it, Bendrick? Benrick. Benrick. She just smiles warmly and says, I told you I'd get him back, didn't I, Benny? I. <laughs> Cause you. 
fucking halflings. And he squeezes you in a tight embrace as well. And he looks past you and he says, Picked up a couple of strays on the way. Only yeah, real ragtag. Yeah. <laughs> the silhouettes of like just Is several that a different. Cobalt like, and a frost <laughs> Um. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think she'll just kind of like look to him seriously and just say, "Look, I know I had to put in a fair amount of work to get some of the others, others in the city, to accept me, but I promise you, they're all good people." Bloody hell, they look freezing. And he shouts orders. He's Rangers, build the fire. Get them inside. Come, come. No need to talk out in the snow like strangers. And very quickly, you see that this shuttered boarded downtown almost erupts with these heavy winter cloaked rangers of dwarven kind all armed with crossbows and short swords as they very quickly come towards your party when she gets the opportunity she'll take um edwin aside and say i must speak to volka soon i'll rejoin you when i can and kind of slip away from the group wait wait we don't we don't even know if yig's gonna let us in the city yet we need to talk my uncle and then you can go I think she Cinder kind of grumbles at this and just says we damn well better let us in after everything that I've done for him times are different I don't know what are the rest of you doing I think stars <clears throat> trying to help the people um, get towards the fires and um, asking some of the Dwarves, like, do you have some type of infirmary? Some of them are hurt. Uh, and one of them says, yes, yes, um, I will go get, uh, I forgot her name, but it's in my notes here. <laughs> <laughs> I will go get Sister Theo. I, I, I'll get her really quickly. We have space. And he runs off and, like, trips and falls in the snow. You chose, like, the new guy <laughs> on his first day. It's like, frack! Uh, <laughs> I love that, yeah. Um, so Star will start gathering those with like major wounds and everything. Like, come, come quickly. We're we're gonna get you guys some help. And yeah, you probably follow him with some of the more wounded of them. Um, what are the rest of you doing? Uh, I think that Kieran will turn to Shaq and just be like, "Let's uh not have any quick movements. These dwarfs seem a bit trigger happy, and we don't want to give them reason." Shaq, be honest, Shaq has killed, like, 15 dwarves. <laughs> be cool. Yeah. We could easily take these dwarves out if we had to, but let's not let it come to that. Uh, Shaq agree. <laughs> Just, like, walks up to him he's like, hey, buddy. Hey, dude. <laughs> How, how's it going? <laughs> All right, so you guys are kind of staying at the edge of the group, approaching a little more cautiously. Mm-hmm. I, assuming, like, everything seems okay, she'll help the refugees, too. But Yeah, I think Frost is going to find a, a vantage point somewhere somewhere nearby to kind of look over this, this old seemingly abandoned town and see if I can figure out why it's here. Or what it is. It's never been... Uh, 
never been up here. Um, yeah, won't you give me another society roll? I like society rolls. I haven't done, I haven't done a lot of. Them. That's a twenty-three. Twenty-three. This, you get the sense just based on its proximity to Bronze Hammer, this is kind of a fabled place known as Old Town. It is the one place where people used to be able to come trade with the city of Bronze Hammer, stay with some of the dwarves, without actually, you know, having to gain access to the city. But it is not what the tales recall of it. And Cinder, I think you know this too, um, just based on you knowing that song and humming it about Old Town and the warm fires and the barmaids, but this is... I am an expert in society, so yes. Yeah, with an expert, yeah. yeah, I... (laughs) This has become a completely militarized station at this point. And as you guys are going inside and and kind of mingling with these these outriders, you see that there have been ballistas affixed to the undersides of canopies, dwarven stone throwers, siege weapons. That might actually make you feel a little bit safe. Bo, what are you doing in all of this as these outriders are taking in these refugees? Um, probably just helping where he can and just really taking in this whole scene of like and what this looks like and you know, just try to really get a feel for this place. Well, I imagine too. Bo Bo's good with medicine, right? Obviously. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably like leading the triage thing for all the refugees. Well, Star kind of took that role, so I, I mean, mean, you of can course, but what's help, help her, yeah. but like, but um, it's a lot of people to take care of. Yeah, but that so yeah, I mean that's what I'm, that's what Bo's doing is just helping and taking it all in. Okay. A little bit of time passes as the initial chaos of it all washes over. Cinder, you... and anybody who wants to join you, though I will say Bo and Star are probably at the infirmary, but you are led by this outrider, uh, the uncle of Iron Hands, uh, First Ranger, Benric. You are led into what used to be known as Old Nance. Uh, It's a tavern that is incredibly popular it's a massive inn that is able to house a lot of these people but it's cold it's lifeless there's there's no workers there's no music there's no merriment enjoyers in fact there's a couple rangers stoking a fire uh, maybe using produce flame as a cantrip to hope heat it up and really get it going and it's just starting to take the chill off and first ranger iron hands pops behind the bar and pulls out a crate of bottles and gives one to edwin gives one to yourself pulls one out and it's like there's like nine different voices going on in this camp So, he uh, slams the top of the bottle on the counter to open it. So, what the hell's happened to you, Edwin? 
I had to send Cinder out, or Volka did, rather, and... You've been gone weeks. We told you were dead. He's like... Yeah, Cinder looks to him as well, too, because I don't think they've gotten a chance to really, like, share that story. It all happened so fast, Uncle. We were south. By Godfrey's watch. Hey. It was cold, just like every other day is, but all of a sudden, I'm sure you felt the quake. A peak was demolished, one of the old Goliath peaks, shattered by some magic that tore apart the sky, and the dead came out of the snow that rose. No matter how long these bodies were buried, I saw skeletons, I saw fresh corpses. Shadow spirits diving into the ground and undead rising up moments later. And it's like it's like the giants and the orcs that were working all as one. Uncle, I have to talk to the king. I can't. Things are bad. I watched Godfrey's watch get turned to rubble. They have a dragon, and that's not even the strongest asset. Uncle, I don't know. I don't know what to do. And this first ranger kind of ponders. What of Oscar and Fran? What happened to them? They're dead, Uncle. Fran fell to a wound I couldn't quite stitch up, and Oscar. Oscar was ripped apart by wolves working for an orc named Frost Knuckle. Frost Knuckle captured me. They interrogated me, wanted to know everything about the city and about how to get in under it. I think at that point, too, Cinder asks uh, Edwin. We seem to have a weak point to exploit via this frost knuckle. Do you intend to mobilize your platoon against him? Yes, yes. Uh, I have to talk to the king. It's, it's not up to me, but I'm close with the princess, and the king knows me. And Uncle, I, I really hope you can help me, but we have to demolish that camp. We have to take an army there. This time is of the essence. Our window may be fleeting. Yes. This old dwarf combs his beard with his hands. Adrian? Nephew, it's very good to see you. But you need to go talk to Yig, go down to the city, and talk to Volka or Carlea or the king himself. Somebody. And come back with... Come back with some information. For tonight, these refugees will be fed and kept warm and we'll, we can keep them in Old Town as long as we need. But things have changed, nephew. 
Yig won't let anybody into the city just on a whim. It hasn't been this way since the Civil War. And... Send... Yeah. Uh, just, I think, Cinder sighs, too, at this, and he says... <sighs> Seems when people don't know where their enemies are, they always start turning on their friends first. I don't know how it got this bad. I don't know. But... In the meantime, me, my assistant Stonekin—not my assistant, <clears throat> my protege Stonekin wife—and <laughs> <Stonekin. laughs> <laughs> the Rangers and Sister Theo will take care of you. But Cinder, I would like to meet these friends of yours. Let's have an ale and get these people fed, Edwin. Go talk to Yig. Head into the city. I think, um, as Edward probably finishes his drink and leaves, uh, Cinder will stay behind a moment and lean in towards Benrick and just sort of whisper, like under her breath, just, Benny, has there been any word from our friend in Grimholt? Cinder, there hasn't been word from anybody. You need to speak with Volka. If anybody knows what's going on outside the city, it's going to be him. I worry. I'd lost contact with all of my contacts and Godfrey's watch, and now I know why. I had friends there. And she kind of, like, ponders her drink and then chugs the rest of it slams it down on the bar. He puts a very thick, hairy hand on you. He's taking his gloves off and as the heat is starting to warm, he says, I'm sorry. She kind of steals herself against that and just says, maybe tell your men to take it easy on this slot. They lost somebody very dear to them as well. Hey. I'll do so. And meanwhile, Bo and Star, across this main path that travels through this small town, you are at another large mansion, or what it used to be anyway, but it's been turned into an infirmary with erected cots everywhere, taking up pretty much every square inch. And as you enter, leading in some of the most injured of these refugees, you see this dwarven woman with her burgundy hair tied very tightly back as she is rinsing her hands in the steaming bowl of hot water, and the apron slung over her thick cloak is stained in blood. And she sees you and is immediately like, Come in, come in. Uh, put them here. We'll clear some cots together. And points uh, to a couple of attendants. It's like, You, you, more blankets. These people are freezing. Quickly, set them down. Help them. Just point me in a direction. I'll try and help. Here, help me with this one. And lifting kind of a more feeble, older human um, into bed very carefully. This uh, sister helps you. She says, what the hell happened? Well, we turned the 
Well, it's called Fort Graverut. We turned them against each other, and we left with all the refugees. That we could, anyway. We've heard about this place from a couple of our scouts. Some came back injured and some not at all. This is a lot of people you saved. Both of you. What are your names? Um, you can call me Star. I'm, I'm Bo. Star. Bo. I'm Sister Theo. Please. I know you've done a lot here. Go take some rest. Me and my nurses can take it from here. Feel free to come check in in the morning, but you two, honestly, look awful. You look like you have no blood left in you, sir. <laughs> you are right. I'm gonna go sleep for four days. He's <laughs> just like, thank you, just pass the fuck out yeah. right where he stands. <laughs> are one of these beds open over here? <laughs> I'm just gonna... <laughs> pass out right on top I'm of a refugee. Like old <laughs> turning off your computer sound happens. It's right out of Bo's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Kiaren, Frast, I don't know how to say your name yet. Frast. I think it's just Frost. Frost. Like I said, he's used, he's used to keep people just calling him Frost. 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 And Shaq. You all kind of find yourselves. Maybe grouped together, being more or less, minus the fox person, I guess, the strangest of the group. And a ranger comes up to you, short bow in hand. She has very short hair and is incredibly young-looking dwarf. She says, All right. If I'm going to have a bunch of outsiders in Old Town, I need to know exactly who I'm dealing with. You, Underelf. Why are you here? We're here because we wanted to bring these refugees to safe haven, along with your legionnaire. And you, Cobalt. Why are you here? I am here in service of a cause greater than myself. One I do not fully understand yet, but it's becoming apparent as I go. Make survivors. <laughs> Kill the dead. And you, troll, do you even speak common? Yes. <laughs> well, I can't argue with results. You have brought home a incredible warrior who we thought dead. And you saved a lot of people. My name is Ranger Alexia Stonekin. I'm second in command here. And if any of these stone-headed idiots give you any trouble, you tell me. And I will set them straight. Your kind think... of nods like in a thank you, thank you type way. Uh, is the building big enough for Shaq to fit inside? <laughs> actually, as you get close to the building, Shaq's like, Shaq actually like the weather. Uh, He's like a husky. Uh, yeah. Shaq gonna take a nap. 
very tired. I see him running in circles with his butt really close to the ground. Yeah, he's really excited to get to Rome. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Is there a place to sleep in this building you're leading us? Yes, yes. This this is old Nan's place. It'll be comfortable. It'll be warm. Shaq, if you need us, knock on the wall. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) He's going to put his fist right through it. (laughs) Oops. Another beer. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah Frost is gonna say thank you thank you for the uh, accommodations if you if you don't mind this this object I carry and he's gonna pull this huge axe off of his back I don't think you're supposed to use that I I do believe it may it may hold valuable information that I cannot access you have a smith and perhaps an artificer or arcane crafter that I could speak with? We have many in the city. Probably some of the best in all of Rel. But out here, not so much. I don't suppose they may be interested to come take a look at this. Getting in and out of the city is hard right now, outsider. But First Ranger Iron Hands is working on something. Hopefully, by tomorrow, you'll be able to go see him yourself. Understood. Thank you. And you guys enter this inn. Dark, but not quite as cold. Starting to warm up. A couple of rangers are inside, as well as Cinder and First Ranger Iron Hands. But Edwin is not here. So really quick, every single one of you guys give yourselves a reroll for somehow getting these prisoners out without a death. Why, thank you. And on top of that, go ahead and level up. Oh! Ooh, level eight. I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, shit. Just can't hide it. And we will pick this up next time on the Reroll Gaming Podcast. Episode 100. Hell yeah. We probably should have done something cooler, but this is all you get. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry. We arrive at Bronze Hammer in episode 100. I mean, that's pretty cool. Yeah. This is a pretty big milestone, I think, in the story. We'll also have our Reroll birthday party. Don't you worry about well, and to cap it off, yeah, we're going to be hosting a Twitch live stream where we uh, ritually sacrifice Tanner to the god known as Uga Shaka, Uga Shaka. You know what? I think there's a For really second, good chance. Really that, he's to the god? <laughs> that he's going to give him back. <laughs> so, I don't want this. I, I don't want Yeah, here you go. <laughs> that smells bad. Hey, ritual <laughs> failed. Thank you for listening to the Reroll Podcast. The world of Rel and all characters within are copyright and fictitious. Any similarities to persons, living or dead, or actual events are purely coincidental. Reroll Gaming uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Paizo Inc. Used under Paizo's community use policy, we are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. Reroll Gaming is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo. For more information about Paizo Inc. and Paizo products, visit paizo.com.
Want to follow us on social media, listen to another episode, or send us hate mail? Check out our link tree for all our info. You can find that link in the episode description. Big thanks to Tabletop Audio for producing quality RPG music and ambiance that we can use in our games. The reroll main theme and all character themes are copyright Zingaring. The Chronicles of Rail theme and Frequency theme are copyright Tanner Prentice. Please consider donating to our Patreon or Ko-fi if you liked our content. We are hell-bent on making more and with your support we can make a lot more. And leave us a review wherever you heard this episode. New episodes every Monday at 12am Pacific Standard Time. See you then.